0: The following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. So this is a little strange, just because I've never been asked to, to preach before. Which I'm not crazy about that word, but um, and so it was kind of weird because I don't really know many of you, so it was. It seemed weird that. John approached me and was like, Hey, can you preach? And I was like, sure, why not? And then he said, how about twice? And I said, well, maybe, maybe just one time and then you can make it your decision based on that. And so we're about to find out if that was a mistake. And so I'm going to try to stick to what i have here because i tend to get a little sidetracked so let my mind wander a little bit so it would probably be harder to let my mind wander when i'm actually the one talking but anyway so um i sent joel some some pictures of of my family old family pictures of when i was growing up <sighs> okay and so um for like the and you can just kind of scroll through those um But for the bulk of my time growing up, my dad that I remember, because he did a bunch of stuff, but um, we were, he was a missionary, and when he was a missionary, he pastored a church, and then when we weren't missionaries anymore, he pastored another church, and so um, we spent a lot of time in church, and Sunday mornings we were there, sometimes Sunday evenings, and then youth group and prayer meetings, Um, and so basically, I've been a Christian my whole life, but I think they. I could make the argument, and maybe some of you could too, that I didn't really understand what, like, the gravity of of what happened on the when Jesus came to Earth as a baby as God's son until I had a family of my own. Um And just the verse that everybody knows from the time they're kids is John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And then you could just stop there, and I can only speak for myself, but I know that as soon as Micah, my oldest son, was born, I knew that I would do literally anything and everything to keep him safe. And so when you when you when I think about God sent his son to die for me, it kinda it's like what hang on a second That's it it makes it a whole it brings it close to home and it makes that seem you realize how big of a a deal that is cuz you just kind of hear that verse and it just kind of blends in oh yeah god has loved the world he gave his only begotten son and blah 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 that's a big deal um anyway um but i think god chose the framework of family um, to help us to understand um his authority and his plan for our life and the structure of family is so important to a lot of other um principles and laws um and other teachings in the bible and I think it's important for us to understand what god's plan is for his family in order for us to understand the rest of his of his word and how it can apply to us okay so in genesis 2 he the first family he said it is not good for a man to be alone and i will make for him a help and then he put adam to sleep and took his rib and said and then adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she is taken out of man. Therefore man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife and they shall be one flesh. And so the very first family. Hooray! Um, and so without, without that happening, without the, the man and the woman coming together, there, there is no family. Um, and, God's plan, he told um, Adam and Eve, he said, um, God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. I think everybody here has got that down pretty good. Nice, all right. All right. <laughs> um, and now and now obviously there are some cases where it's not where couples aren't capable of of having kids which is sad but the God's plan is that you should be in such a relationship that that could happen um if God chose anyway um and now within the family God's given each member responsibilities um for instance for for husbands in Ephesians 5 he says uh, for husbands this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church and he gave himself gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean washed by the cleansing of god's word he did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish instead she'll be holy and without fault in the same way husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies for a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Um, so God tells husbands to love their wives in the most extreme way. Um, and when husbands don't do that, um, we're not fulfilling God's plan as a father and, or a husband for the family. Um, and now fathers. 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 Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Mm. Rather, bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. And then again, fathers, do not aggravate your children, or they will become discouraged. And that's hard for me, because I sometimes provoke my children. These verses tell us um, that we're supposed to to bring our kids up in the teachings of the Bible, um, and don't Uh, shame them and badger them into hating their father. Um, Now, wives are perfect. Nothing to say about wives here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Again, in Ephesians, for wives, this means to submit yourself to your husband as to the Lord. For husband is the head of his wife, just as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so wives should submit to your own husband, to your husbands in everything. Now, wives are told to submit to their husbands. By them submitting to their husbands, they're showing good relationship to authority, um, and that shows the kids helps the kids to understand as well that they need to submit to the authority over them. Mothers, so I and this is in First Timothy. So, advise these younger widows to marry again, have children, and take care of their own homes. Then the enemy will not be able to, to say anything against them. And in Titus. These older women must train the younger younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame to the word of God. So, here... We read that young mothers are taught um, taught by older women in the church and in the in their community more generally um, to have kids, love their husbands, guide the home, obey, submit, and teach their children. Uh, by doing this, their kids will grow up being taught to honor God's word. Children, honor your father and your mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God has given you. And then again in Ephesians, kind of repeats the same thing. Children, obey your parents. I usually only talk this much when I'm talking to my kids. It's exhausting. Ah. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. Children are to obey and honor their parents. <clears throat> Children are to obey and honor their parents. <laughs> this means that they don't just need to obey, but they, but in a respectful way that adds value to the whole family and their parents. Even though we don't know exactly how long we have um, on earth, we are told that those who honor and respect their parents will have longer lives than if they were disobedient and disrespectful. Um, and now siblings. Um, in First Timothy, Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as you would your own brothers. Treat older women as your mother, and treat younger women with all purity, as you would your own sisters, and Paul's telling Timothy um, and us that families re- um, that a family respects each other in the church we are to respect and honor others just like we would our own brothers, sisters, parents, and extended family and so um, when we uh, get a grasp of uh, the 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 structure of family that God set up, then um, we get a better understanding of how God wants us to inter- interact with each other and and his authority. Um, and the family unit points us to another step, uh, to something else that God made, um, and that's us, the church, and the church, as, you know, capital C. Um and as Jesus Christ, as the head of the church, he is the authority. The church, as a whole, is his bride. And we are his children and siblings to each other. Oh, my word. Could I get some more water? Yeah. Please, thank you. Whee. No, it's Okay, good. Hi. Hi. Where was I? All right, we are are his children and siblings to each other. If we have proper families, then our kids will have a better understanding of God, His Church, and His authority. But if we never learn to respect, but if we never, if they never learn to respect their parents um, that they live with now and interact with physically, um, then it's going to be really hard uh, for them to, to to respect God's authority when they can't can't see Him um and so when we teach our kids um that there's authority, responsibility and consequences when they do something wrong, it uh, helps them better understand God and his authority um, that he has over our lives. um and that there's Joel that one that one middle picture, my family picture. mm yeah that's the one hi oh, yeah. what's that i'm the one- I'm the one in the middle in the back with the goofy smile like this and the necklace glasses anyway um so now, if you haven't noticed and I'm sure you all have um our families and family in general is under. Attack, and um, and it's 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 become so much a part of our culture and the news and TV and everything that it just kind of um, it fades into the background. Uh, divorce, pornography, gay marriage, you name it. Um, but it's interesting, I think, that if you stop and take a look at some of the, a lot of these issues, the moral issues that are facing us have to do a lot with family. Um, and this, this means that, that your family is under attack and my family is under attack. Um, and this family is under attack, It was under attack, still under attack, I guess today, well like I said my dad was a missionary and he was a pastor and um and I think people that are, you know, leaders tend to to get a little bit more attacked than 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 just us normals, normies. Um and so so we got we got attacked and um my dad and my mom got divorced and um they got remarried, both two women, and, um, and then my dad got divorced again, and he's with another woman that maybe they're going to get married, but maybe not, um, and then my brother, he got married, and he had two kids, and then they got divorced, and then he lived with a woman for a while, thankfully they got married. Um, and then I got married, and I got divorced, and then I got remarried to Jessica, and we have three kids, which is awesome. Um, and then my sister Emily, the one on the left there, she, um, has a child outside of wedlock, and the dad's, you know, just not around, no, anyway. And then my little sister Andrea... She just she lived with um, a guy for a few years, and thankfully they just got married. But he's he's come from a, a divorce, and he and his previous wife had a kid together. So now my little sister is a stepmom. And you know if it can happen to to them, then it can. It's happening to to all of us. And there's there's more at stake than just raising the, the next generation of of little Christians, little Christs. Um, family the how what I just described is is a crucial um, tool in at least two other ways. Um, it teaches us um, fundamental truths of the Christian faith. Um, and it serves as a ministry to the world and our culture. Um, and God uses a lot of things in the Bible. um uses metaphors to teach us about a lot of other things in the Bible. And family seems to come up quite a bit. Um, and there are parts of Christianity... Um, is that you can really only understand um, once you understand um, understand the 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 family that God created and and what He intends. What his... you got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do I have a time limit? Oh, okay. All right, cool. They say you're supposed to, like, go through this and kind of iron out some of the wrinkles. I didn't do that. So this is just... hi. <laughs> right. Okay, so God uses families uh, to teach us about his nature. And the relationship between uh, parents and children um, is just a really small glimpse of the relationship of um, the two, first two people of the, the Godhead, the Father and the Son, um, and we can really only describe and understand that relationship if we understand the relationship um, that we as fathers have with with our sons um, and if satan can can get in there and and distort that or destroy it um, then he he then then our ability to understand that, that god's nature is distorted Um, and I have some, some, just a few things, stats here about kids growing up in, in homes without fathers. Um, and there are 18, this is an old stat too, 18 million kids in America are growing up in a home without dads. That's 18 million kids that are going to find it really, really difficult or impossible to understand when you say that God's. God's their, their father, that's not a positive thing. Um, and apart from, from that, there's a whole host of other issues. Mental illness, poverty, suicide. The suicide rate in fatherless homes is ridiculous. Drug addiction and way more stuff that's all linked to fatherlessness. And that's Satan. Destroying... The family, and Joel. That, la- the, that, that last group of slides, and this is a really extreme example, but I just wanted to. And it it, it would be funny if it wasn't so intensely sad. This guy, uh, this is Paul, and that's his wife, and they've been married. Uh, were married for, and this I don't know this person at all. It's um, but. They were married for 23 years. Um, go to the next one. and this is Paul and his wife and three of his seven kids. and I guess they were really involved in the Catholic Church, and there they are with a, a nun. And now this is Paul today. He decided not that long ago that he was going to um, he was a six-year-old girl. And he left his wife. You can go to the next one, too. He left his wife and seven kids and is pretending, or I don't know what the word is. And these are his adoptive parents that just kind of go along with it. They let him play with their 6 year or seven-year-old granddaughter. This is what we're up against. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) And so, God also uses family... I need another drink of water. Yeah. God uses family to teach us about his gospel. Um, God tells us in the, in the Bible that when he justifies us through our faith in Jesus, that he adopts us as sons and daughters. Um, and so the relationship between parents and our kids is not, it's, it's hugely important. Um, but the relationship of children being brought into their parents' family is designed to teach us about our relationship to God and to teach us about the intimacy of that relationship. And and again if Satan can destroy the 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 child parent relationship um, then he really harms the gospel message. Some more stats on kids. In 2017 again, old stat Eight hundred and eighty thousand abortions took place. Fifty million since 1973, when Roe v. Wade. Taxpayer-funded, on demand, for any reason you want. On the contrary, to adopt a baby can take up to seven years, and cost fifty thousand dollars. How important are our kids? We're just killing them. And so, again... God also uses family to teach us about his church. Peter calls the church the family of God, and Paul calls it God's household. As Christians, we belong to the same family because we have been brought together through our adoption as sons and daughters. It's because we are sons and daughters of the same father that Christians call each other brothers and sisters. And if Satan can destroy or distort that part of the family, then he destroys our understanding of how the church is supposed to function. And I found it really difficult to find stats on siblings, so I don't have anything about that. But having siblings is pretty cool, so that's nice. I guess it's, you know, harder to quantify. I don't know. Anyway, so to understand God's nature, his gospel, and his church, we need to understand family first. And so when a father abandons his family, the metaphor is distorted. When a family has two fathers and no mothers, or the other way around, again, it grows distorted. And even when a Christian couple determines... For selfish reasons, not to have children, the metaphor is distorted. But a strong family built on the Bible can be used as a powerful image of these truths, fundamental truths. And and families also minister to the world and to our culture. Um... And God designed it that way. Because the church is, is basically a spiritual family. Okay, here we go. Sorry. Skip the line. And again, so, so families minister to the church as well. And because the church is basically a spiritual family, which I like that slide that gets up here sometimes. It says making and maturing disciples together as a family. Something along those lines. I think I really like that. Um, and that shows that we kind of we got that figured out. Um, well we learn how to function as a church by looking at healthy families, and this means that building strong biblical families is important to the life and health of a church. And when Paul explains to Timothy how to relate to other people in the church, he tells them to relate to older men as fathers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters. He says to look at a family and behave like a family. And Paul tells Timothy that he'll be able to recognize leaders and elders in the church by looking at men who are good earthly father figures. And says that if a man is able to see, oversee and manage his own household... Then the chances are pretty good that he'll be able to manage a church since they both rely on a lot of the same skills and abilities. So families minister to the church by teaching us how, how members are to, to relate to one another, like brothers and sisters, and by teaching the church how to recognize leaders, the good fathers, and by teaching a bit of what God is like and the best, the best parents, but on a huge scale. And families also, like I said before, prematurely, families minister to the world and our culture. And um, it's God's desire and his design that, that everybody in and out of the church would be prepared to some degree to hear the gospel. Um, and He created a family to be a universal model oh, excuse me of some of the deepest and most important truths about who He is and what he accomplished he is our father he wants to adopt us as his children and christians are brothers and sisters to each other and healthy bible and gospel based families are a crucial part of pre evangelism they are the way of introducing everyone to basic ideas through which they can understand the christian faith and if we lose the notion lose if we lose the notion of a father we lose the notion of parents and if we are reckless with our brothers and sisters, we're going to lose the concepts that let us explain who God is and what He is doing. And so, with all that in mind, it's no wonder we're under attack. And Satan will, He will stop at nothing to destroy families because it's a visual representation of All of those things. And if he can distort it, he'll distort the gospel. And so, when, when his goal is clear, the destruction of, of God's plan for the family, um, it, 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 it's very important. It shows us how important it is to build strong, Bible-based, gospel-centered, specifically Christian families, um, as part of our faith and living it out. There, um, so that's it. But I just, I, I just want to have a, so, a couple verses here from Ephesians six. Be strong in the Lord and in the mighty power, and in his mighty power. Put on all the armor of put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against the evil spirits in the heavenly place. If you would like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576, West Ossipee, New Hampshire, 03890.